Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, Marital Tour of Misguided Medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. I am so happy to be back on the ground, Sydney. Well, me too, Justin. What, do you, were you were you jumping a lot well, No, or? sweetheart. We took, you, this is like, I mean, I'm, I've heard of like playing dumb to help the bit go forward, <laughs> but like we were in the plane together. Like last week. Yeah. The weekend. Yes. Yeah, we uh we took some flights to New York. It's just a lot has happened since then. You know, I'm a busy woman. I've got sure. I've got a lot making going on. Deals. I'm out there making deals, closing closing deals, closing deals, chopping and them up and spitting them out. Yeah. Um, but we we you know that's we, what doctors do. We flew to New. Well, you do chop them up, I guess. Sometimes. No, I that, that's I I mean like I'm not a surgeon. I uh, if I'm chopping people up, that's. Surgeon doctors. You same should thing. probably put me in jail. Surgeons and doctors are the same thing, basically. Well, um, I mean, yes, but. Anyway. Glad we agree. Uh, no, we we had some we had a rough flight going in because the weather was super bad. It was like I heard somebody got hurt going into New York. Not on our plane. Not on our plane, but like from the turbulence, it was really rough. It was. It was scary. Except that I know the trick now on a plane, which is you just look at the look at the flight attendant. Yeah, you look at the flight attendant. That's the secret. Yeah. And the flight attendant, for the most part, although they like they don't look scared and so that's your way of knowing like don't be scared the flight attendant's not scared but did you hear the flight attendant on the mm-hmm. on that one flight saying that he makes faces to mess with people that's awesome that's that, great that, like sometimes there'll be turbulence and he'll just make like this really I'm so horrified shocked Till face best. and like look around because I'm he so knows in. I'm so into it like but no like, I think that's terrible no, I think that's, that's an abuse of power no that's amazing because <laughs> if you get out of that alive that like it's like in Fight Club like the the, the breakfast you have the next morning will be the greatest meal you ever eat. It's like, you'll really appreciate the little things. How would you like that if I did that to my, to like, if you were my patient and I just got like your lab results back and I said like, let me pull them up and look at them. And like, I pull them up and look at them and I just like, like, yeah. oh. that can't be right. Because that's how people react when they're scared, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. See, now I got to turn your mic down because you're. I didn't know you were gonna get Randy Macho Man Savage on me, bringing that that those those decibels, the decies as we call them in the audio engineering industry. Sorry about that. Uh, but it wasn't the worst flight I've ever had. Certainly not. Um, the worst one I ever had was one time I got a nosebleed on a flight and I had nothing. I didn't. I, the I worst had, flight I ever had was when I got a nosebleed. And no, it was really, it was really embarrassing because like I didn't have anything. I had to call the 
stewardess over and she looked because we were about to take off we hadn't taken off yet and she looked at me like i was like a flight risk like do i need to go back to the airport because of my terrible nosebleed <laughs> because because you can't handle flying one like, time we got oh uh, we got a nosebleeder on the plane one time i was uh we don't have sky mall for him to use to mop it up anymore um i miss sky mall um me we too. we uh one time i had a um uh, I was working the polls as like an election official, uh, and if you can believe they trusted Justin yeah, to do that, they did. I, I got a nosebleed during that, and they, uh, a lady, and I was like, just you know, I was attending to my nosebleed, and the, the late this lady if, comes if, up. For those of you at home, Justin just like put his finger up his nose, right? I mean, at, I had in like, that moment as if that's how you attend to a nosebleed. You just like cram your middle finger you, up your nostril and she looks at me and she says can i get someone else to help me vote you've been fooling with a nosebleed <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay lady all right that's fine it's how, it's how you want to play it i don't like you nosebleeders involved in the in the electoral process it makes me very nervous so justin other than you know having them what what do you know about nosebleeds it is a is a source of great mystery to me i know what to do if i get one Okay. I know that it is often caused by like dry conditions. They uh-huh. seem to be more uh, prevalent. Yep. I know that if they don't stop, you're in <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's and that's a that's, good point to make about bleeding of any kind from any any site on your body. Really, is that if yep. it doesn't stop, you're in trouble. That's bad. So that's it. Why don't I tell you some more about nosebleeds? Please do, Sydney, because I do get them from time to time, and I'd like to know more. Yeah, and and uh, so th- so I do want to thank you for for helping inspire this topic because you get them. Mm-hmm. So thank you for getting nosebleeds. I guess. Also, I want to thank uh, Cheryl and Joel as well as Derek for suggesting this topic. Uh, the so, nosebleed kids, they call them. Yes, Cheryl, Joel, and Derek, the nosebleed kids, and Justin. And Justin's Justin. in that club too. Um, nosebleeds, uh, you know, probably have been around for as long as people have had both noses and blood. So at least 6,000 years. That's sure. At least. At least. Well, at least. Minimum yeah. We'll say, we'll say it. We'll say that. That's fine. I'm, I'll leave that alone. It makes sense then that we, we have writings about nosebleeds back to the time of the ancient Greeks, because again, you know, people had noses back then, presumably. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't. I don't have any reason any, any reason to think they didn't have noses. No. Um, but nosebleeds weren't always seen as a bad thing. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a belief for a long time that um, bleeding from anywhere, and and specifically from your nose, may just be a way of of purifying yourself. Like your body was getting rid of blood it didn't need. Oh my god. Um because you had some sort of illness or or something spiritually wrong, you know, within you. And so you would just bleed and then that would make things better, which makes sense if you think about a, a long, long tradition of, of bleeding somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. leeching somebody in, in order to fix them. Spontaneous bleeding may just be your body taking care of it on its own. Well, it, there is a certain logic to it if you don't, if you're like, don't know anything about anything. Because most of the things that get like, expelled from your body that was what you did want to happen breathing out bugs poo poo pee pee it's all supposed to come out it's like good that it's coming out almost think about it like anything okay well that's that's almost fair almost anything that came out of your body liquid wise it's because it was supposed to Okay, I, I think I think that's a that's a fair point you can follow the through line is what I'm saying because you don't you didn't know that you had like 
at a given moment you have a finite amount of blood right I mean, yeah exactly. I mean, granted you're gonna make more but like at you're not gonna make it instantly so at that moment there's only so much you have but you wouldn't know that right i'm just saying we think i mean we see most of the things that get expelled from your body that was it is ideal you did want that's, that to have, there's very that's little fair. that's like that's hey fair. get back in there you know <laughs> Um, it, there was also a thought that in addition to it maybe being beneficial that maybe it was just the result of like exercising too much it was thought that if you exert yourself too hard you might you might just get a nosebleed no, I get nosebleeds it so it's not it's not that <laughs> it was designed to like like chill out relax more or maybe um, that you were too <laughs> <laughs> that maybe that's how they were... came up with uh, Joe Chill. That's how they came up with uh, Joe Cool. Joe, Joe Cool. Joe Cool. It was Snoopy, and then he just had like blood gushing out of his nose. Like, <laughs> hey, chill. It was a campaign to stop nosebleeds. Don't have a cow, man. Um, you also uh, might get a nosebleed if you were too sexually excited, which is like, like that just paints the picture for me of like the saddest kid in school, like the mm-hmm. saddest high schooler who's like sees like there's that moment like in the old like 80s movies where like you would see like the girl you like and like the music would play real slow and they'd be like you know and then you'd see her and like every and her hair's blowing and then like blood's gushing gushing (laughs) out yeah um it it could be seen as a sign of anything like from like a sign that you were in love to a sign that you were about to die so pretty much like <laughs> kind of running the no, gamut there yeah, all no, time no, nobody really knew how to interpret them um hippocrates did describe ways of stopping them very practical ways just like stick something up your nose and make the bleeding stop congrats hippocrates so which as we'll discuss isn't isn't really too much different than what we what we do nowadays yeah um the assyrians also wrote similar about similar devices um uh, Scribonus Largus from the first century spoke of a device that you could use that would that would plug up your nasal passage, but also had like a hollow tube through the middle, mm-hmm. so that you could breathe through it. Okay. I mean, which I mean, that's a good idea, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you got two nostrils and like a mouth. Yeah, you'll be but, fine. But sure, sure. Um, there were other ancient cures that involved like generally for stopping bleeding, anything that was bleeding, they would tell you to put something cold on it that mm-hmm. was thought to stop bleeding, um, or applying pressure, which as we know now is like the best thing to do for bleeding. So that mm-hmm. wasn't a terrible idea. Um, but then it ran the gamut from from that to like if somebody's bleeding, you should like dump, like put them in a bathtub and keep dumping ice cold water on them until their limbs turn green. What? And then just bathe their head in in limestone water and vinegar. No, I would say no, don't. No. Well, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I I've never seen somebody get so cold that their limbs turn green. No, that sounds made up. Maybe they made that one up. Maybe that was a funny joke. <laughs> is it? Is it funny? Not f- like for those like, times it was not like ha ha funny. There was this was a time before there was a point in history that somebody was like, Why the chicken cross the road? And everybody was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then the person said to get to the other side. And everybody thought they were like a comedy legend, like Don Rickles level <laughs> funny. This is a time before that time. So yeah. like it doesn't it don't take much. <laughs> it don't take much. Um Yeah, my favorite my favorite joke involves chickens. Yeah. Have I told my mm, favorite joke before? Go ahead. Uh I'll make time. Why does a chicken coop have two doors? Why does a chicken coop have two doors, Sydney? Because if it had four, it would be a chicken sedan. Crushed it. That's my favorite joke. Crushed it. Um, also, by the way, never noticed before, pretty sure chicken coops have one door. Just the one, I think. I mean, like, they probably have a front and a back door. 
Really, you think for it? I have no idea. I have no concept. I don't know. It's the just to leave the joke alone. Okay, it's my favorite. Why do you have to pick apart my favorite joke? By the way, it is. Other things that they may have used for nosebleeds um, in ancient times: cupping. Are you familiar with that? The cupping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you light a match under a candle and it creates suction by. Well, not a candle, just like a. No, no, no. Like like you light a. Remove the oxygen from something and then put it on your back to create suction and it creates these awful it rings hurt, it hurts you and bloody areas maybe yeah yeah don't it's like do a that. hickey from a fishbowl like a fishbowl that's hickey. a that's a great yes it's a hickey from a fishbowl yeah tiny fishbowl that sounds like a great like album mm-hmm. title a hickey from a fishbowl huey lewis the news presents <laughs> Uh, the uh, ancient Egyptians would use a mixture of papyrus ash and vinegar and just kind of plug up whatever was bleeding, which, I mean, I guess that would yeah, probably go for work. It. Um, dried cannabis has been used. Yeah. Now we're um, talking. Sure. Uh, leak oil mixed with vinegar and manna, because that's readily available. Man, I always wanted to eat manna. Really? Like manna from heaven, you know, yeah. like when they... They would show it in like cartoon, like biblical cartoons in Sunday school and stuff. No, I didn't watch a lot of biblical cartoons. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like, trust me on this one. Those they would always have cartoons about like manna falling from heaven, and it always looked like the best. It looked like ground up clouds of cinnamon toast crunch, and I was like super wanted to eat manna. It was everywhere. I always assumed it would look like like white blobs. Yeah, in like, but I think they had like magical, like heavenly sparkles on them, and it made it look like a cinnamon, cinnamon sugar dusting <laughs> from the cinnamon sugar. That sounds better than what I imagined yeah. manna to be. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not. Yeah, um, which is more like like this mushy turnip is what I always kind of ruin manna for me. There's a stone that is thought to to be helpful against any kind of bleeding, and and specifically against nosebleeds. Uh, Bloodstone or heliotrope was thought to stop bleeding if you would just get the stone really cold and then hold it up against whatever was bleeding. Eventually, it would stop. Maybe, um, yeah. I mean, if it's like pressure, right? I mean, yeah. I guess if you're applying pressure, but that wasn't that wasn't the thought process behind well, bloodstone. Sure, it was no. That it was a magical stone that would stop bleeding. Um, plus, uh, the benefit of that, though, if you decide to use heliotrope, is that you know not only will it stop your nosebleed supposedly it's very stimulating to your base and heart chakras which oh, as, great. You, as you you know it, justin if you know one thing about me it's that i'm very concerned with that mm-hmm. um and it will also teach you how to travel invisibly between worlds and negotiate different realms what are you talking uh, about because right it has now? shape-shifting properties no what what are you talking about we have to do a show about crystals and oh, <laughs> healing rocks someday so much <laughs> That's my new, by the way, that's like my new YouTube heat, by the way. Oh, people talking earnestly about crystals is like, that's my new, it's like my new makeup tutorials. I I found this from like a, like a magical, like crystal and healing rock and stuff. Grocery hauls, makeup tutorials, endless candle reviews. That's the, that's that old stuff. I'm onto those crystal videos now. Earnest crystal videos. And not Ernest as in Hey Vern, it's Ernest. Oh, talk about crystals, Vern. No, not like that. Like people speaking super honestly about raising their energy. Oh, delectable. Uh, okay. In relation to the four humors, moving on from crystals and Justin's YouTube video, uh, video obsessions. Um, in relation to the four humors, uh, any kind of bleeding, you know, we kind of talked about like may have been seen as like, a natural thing that the body needs to do to balance out the humors. Um, 
but if you did see it as a bad thing, then you would just use some other method to try to get those humors in alignment. So, mm-hmm. like, you're getting a nosebleed, have this enema. Because <laughs> okay. your day isn't bad enough already. All right, then. Uh, here's a special diet, or here's something that will make you puke or pee, or maybe will you're having a nosebleed, we want it to stop, so we will bleed you. Oh, somewhere else i mean that will work eventually yeah well i mean you won't have a return client no like you're gonna lose a return business there no that's true um plenty the elder had a lot to say about nosebleeds no of course uh for one he saw them as an important regular like you know like a regular bleeding for humans kind of like you know how sometimes we're supposed to have forest fires do you know you know what i'm talking about like there's like sometimes a fire is supposed to happen. Like it's like a healthy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. healthy like thing natural, for an ecosystem. Yeah. Is like, I guess he saw nosebleeds kind of like that. Like every once in a while, you just need to have a bleeding. And mm-hmm. for men specifically, he it was seen as like a vicarious menstruation. Like men don't menstruate, instead they get nosebleeds. Um, and then there was a belief that like at puberty, just like women would start having their periods, men would just bleed maybe once a year, like from their nose. Mm, no, maybe. Um, it, it was even it was even a reason not to actually do like bleeding or leeching on men and women who are about to approach puberty because the thought was like well they're gonna start getting their nosebleeds soon and that's gonna take care of it so don't worry <laughs> about it in which case that was kind of helpful yeah um and it was thought that even the in, in that light if you didn't get nosebleeds you might get headaches or joint pains or other kinds of issues because mm-hmm. you needed the nosebleeds for something you know useful mm-hmm. um there was also this belief uh that plenty agreed with that sometimes you could divert menstrual bleeding to the nose by like it's same way that they you know and then the fake disease hysteria they would like move the uterus back into place yeah, okay by like holding a pleasing scent towards the end of the body you want the uterus Lure to move down towards there. Or, yeah. or whatever or a, a bad scent to move it away mm-hmm. if you moved the uterus up some it would divert the menstrual bleeding to the nose and that was like a healthier menstruation the nasal menstruation. Well, that's wild, man. Yeah, that's not and inaccurate, right? Yeah. Yes, honey, that is inaccurate. <sighs> you can't divert the menstrual blood to your nose um, by holding something that smells bad under your vagina. Um, I I would have guessed that. I mean, had I been. Do you quizzed. want me to write that down? No, maybe cross-stitch it on a pillow. Just tell me to remember. Okay, great. All in all, Pliny had about 55 different herbal recipes for nosebleeds. So so effective, you know. <laughs> so, so the next time you have like a week of vacation, my recommendation for you, get Pliny's book, get a nosebleed, try out all 55. Let me know what works. I, there, we, our rule cure alls cure nothing. We need one that's like if there are fifty five cures for something, there isn't isn't one. There isn't a cure. There isn't a cure. <laughs> and um, also, plenty probably came up with it. I want to know like about. I want to know about nosebleeds. Like really, like what's going on in there? Well, before I tell you the tr- the truth about nosebleeds, <laughs> Justin, why don't you follow me to the billing department? Let's go. Uh, so Sid, what I I have to know about like nosebleed? Can you tell me anything about them? Like I just want to know how how they happen. Well, Justin, I'm gonna tell you like how they actually happen, but we've only made it through ancient times. We've only made it through plenty. We still have 
the ever so gross and disturbing middle ages to get uh, through. We need like, I want a middle ages sound effect because like it's about to pop off. Anytime you get to the middle ages, like if you thought things were maybe getting better, the middle ages is like, ah, ah, ah. It's like that computer program on Dennis Nedry's computer when you try to break into it. Ah, ah, ah. Nope, nope. things aren't getting better. It's the middle ages. Buckle in. And the sound effect would be like something like, like burping and rotting and like, like putrefying. A, like a burp and sound and then a woman saying, it smells like rotting. The burp. <laughs> so I mean. And it just in post, if you could just like I just whip that it. up for me. <laughs> no okay. need. All right. Just perfect. I did Great. it perfectly. That was exactly what we were looking for. It smells like rotting, doesn't it? So in the Middle Ages, rotting mutton that Bob did. And when we put lots of gross stuff, various places on our very gross selves, um, cranial moss was a very popular remedy for bleeding. I feel like we've heard about cranial moss. We before. have, we have, we talked about cranial moss in a past episode, um, and you may remember it is the moss that grew on skulls, skulls. Um, mainly from like people who were were hanged and then were left outside yeah, to, a lot of gross patients to yes, get that cranial moss <laughs> to rot in the elements unfortunately that would happen sorry about that nobody was cleaning up and so sorry their, to leave you to rot would, but we may get a nosebleed later so. and we need your skull to grow some moss so we can take the moss off of the skull and then stick it up our nose yeah and if that's not bad enough there's something worse something again that we've talked about before do you remember mummia? Uh, that's like mummy jello, basically. Yes. So the melted down, gooey black remains of mummies, or mummia, was also used for bleeding. So if you didn't like the idea of getting moss off a dead guy's head and sticking that up your nose, how about an actual dead guy melted down into a gooey black residue that you could stick up your nose? If you don't want to take the time to go find cranial moss to stick up your nose, how about some Doug up there? What if you just <laughs> found some old Doug? Just put some Doug up there. I'll take care of it. Poor Doug. Do you think when Doug was alive, he had any idea that someday his last, like, his last job, his last earthly task would be to be melted down into goo and stuck up somebody's nose to stop bleeding. If Doug had that thought, I bet he was an interesting cat. Like, not like invite him to parties interesting, but like, if you ran into him every once in a while, you might be like, hey, Doug, what are you thinking about right now? Can you imagine like all his friends would like sit down for drinks later and be like, anybody got any good Doug stories? And be like, oh man, you will not believe will what not Doug believe told me. And then later his friends like, does anybody have any good Doug? My nose is bleeding. <laughs> now all I can think about is if I'm going to end up as a gooey black substance. Can we stop with the existential bleeding? crisis and maybe do our medical history podcast? Okay, would be like sorry. amazing. I think the least disturbing uh, treatment I found from this time period is actually uh, there was a belief that somehow toads were associated with uh, being able to stop bleeding. 
like for whatever reason toads mm-hmm. were just thought to to do that and so like you could you know just hold a toad on something that was bleeding or or something like that but the most popular way to do it was to get dead toads that were dried out and then soak them in vinegar and then either put one on your forehead or you could like string them up like a necklace and wear them around for fashion and also to stop nosebleeds and also if you don't want friends yeah you don't want anybody around oh that's stinky mcnosebleed everybody hates his guts why, why isn't he cool like us and just stick Doug up his nose? Just put some Doug up there. It's no problem. Uh, in the 1600s, a less, uh, a less disgusting, but maybe a also less effective plan was to just write some magical words on your head. I mean, by the time your friends finished doing that, it would probably have stopped. <laughs> um, in following years, uh, it was suggested that maybe you could, if you were having a nosebleed, you could get some of the blood that was coming out of your nose and fry it up. Mm. And then sniff it, and then that would stop the bleeding. That's what uh, blood sausage is, right? Nope. Is that what black pudding is? That's what black pudding is, right? It's not that. Not, not that. Not nose, like nose blood. That. Basically that. Though, no, right? I'm pretty sure it's not nose blood. Okay, I'll take your word for I it. I think it does. It does involve blood, though, right? It's just like congealed blood, yeah. But black pudding is. And but with like other stuff, right? Probably some onions. It's congealed blood and onions. <laughs> I don't know. I've never eaten it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's nose blood either way. Don't, like I'm 99% sure it has nothing to do with a nose. Don't write in and tell us never eating anything called black pudding. Sorry. Tell whatever you want and it's not going to change my opinion. Uh, but if you enjoy that, please feel free. I am not, oh, here, to, I am not here to tell anybody what kind of pudding they can or can't go eat. Go okay? wild. Uh, there, it, there was also a thought ate, that we ate an old pudding that we let rot in our closet for six weeks because that's what Mary Berry said to do. That's a Christmas pudding that is totally legal. It was soaked in booze. You Le- set it on fire. Legal. It burned for it burned for a while. A good while, right? Yeah, it burned for a while. It burned for a while. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, it was also thought that maybe you could take some scarlet silk thread and tie it into exactly nine knots and then wear that down the front of your shirt and that would stop future nosebleeds probably not i wondered if that was one of those like 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 you know cures like kind of things because like if you had like a red string down the front of you tied in knots it would kind of like it's like a whimsical like take on nosebleeds like it sounds like something like that they nosebleed. like an interpretation you'd see on like project runway of like it's like a nosebleed but it's a it's red silk <laughs> and like tim gunn's looking on looking very worried designers mm. it's perfect <laughs> i don't know it's I'm, genius no i think he'd be very worried about that uh, you could also try to find an ash tree, but it needs to be an ash tree that is either one, two, or three years old, no more, no less, and then cut some of the bark off of the one, two, or three-year-old ash tree and apply that to the inside of your nose at exactly the minute that the sun enters Taurus. Like, I don't understand why these people find the time to do this in case of nosebleed. Just like, here's Justin, here's Justin the Elder. Just wait for like a second. And fine, now it's over, just like that. Justin, do you know how much, like, okay, let's say that I don't know, I'm a doctor, except I didn't have to go to medical school really or know any medicine. There weren't any, like, real great books for me to study or any science behind anything I do. Do you know how much crazy stuff I could make up in that time? 
Like if I was just making stuff up, these people had all the time in the world they were just making it up. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be great. It and would awful. Be nice, it would be awful. But I'd I, would, be I, I feel like it would really that. stimulate me creatively though. Yeah, you could really open yourself up to a lot of avenues of healing that may or may not work. In the 1700s, uh, there are two different French surgeons named uh, Belloc and Belloc. And you can't see that one ends with a C and one ends with a Q, but they definitely do. Yeah, I'll bear witness for you. Yes. Um, and they are both credited with the invention of uh, uh, like an instrument, a curved instrument that you could use to kind of place a plug in the back of your nose to stop bleeding that was coming from the from further back in your nose. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bleeds come from more anteriorly, more uh, further front. But sure. But you could use this instrument to, to put something way back there. And there's this huge dispute over which of these um, which of these bright Frenchmen made this very clever device. <laughs> uh, actually, I saw it referenced as like the Belloc B with C and Q at the end. Sure. With like a little so slash like to, or just throw them both in there. <laughs> just throw them both in there. Um, and it, it became one of the most illustrated medical devices for like 150 years in medical textbooks. One of the, you would, you were sure to see a picture of, of blocks, you know, I don't know, whatever curve nasal plug instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'd think that this would be like a big deal, like which, which French dude made this, they both want credit for it. But in reality, it's almost, ne- it was almost never used. So I don't even know why we care that much why about who made it. Why was it heavily illustrated? Then, I, it just looked really great. Fun to draw. It was lovely. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of medical instruments, so we drew what we had. Sure. Most docs just use like a catheter because it was a lot easier to just place that up there. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1807, there's a description of a balloon made out of animal intestines that you could like stick up the nose and inflate. And then that would apply pressure and stop bleeding. And throughout the 1800s, you see even more like balloons created, caps, even like condoms. Um, and then you start to see rubber used instead of animal intestines. And this idea of like a balloon that you could inflate in the nose and that would apply like pressure all the way around. Okay. So would be more helpful. I give up. Like what do we, so what do I actually, actually really do? Okay. So let's say, let's say that you do have a nosebleed. One, um, well, one, how about let's try to avoid it first. Okay. So to avoid having a nosebleed, uh, you want to keep the inside of your nose moist, especially this time of year, like the heat in our houses makes the air really dry and that makes you more prone to nosebleeding because there are a lot of blood vessels inside your nose and that skin, it, it's it's a very fragile area. Okay. And so those those vessels can bleed easily with some irritation or dryness. So like just, um, just plain old like saline nasal spray can be helpful. Okay. You know, not that. No, don't not use afrin. that afrin. No, just like nasal, just like nasal saline. Um, keep your blood pressure controlled. So if you've got high blood pressure, keep it controlled. Maybe do, there's probably better reasons to do that even than not getting a nosebleed. But you could make that argument. Um, also, don't stick stuff up there. Hey. A lot of nosebleeds are caused by local trauma. So, you know, like fingers. Get that out of there. Get it out of there. Just don't stick, don't stick stuff up your nose or hey. in your ear. Get it out of there. Sawbones. Um, you should now. Let's say that that doesn't work, and you do get a nosebleed. Uh, you should apply pressure and lean forward. Don't lean back. Okay, but leaning. I wanted to ask you about this when I heard we were doing the topic. Is this like a recent? I mean, probably not recent development, but like, ha, has this been in flux or whatever? Because like, I have very clear memories of being a kid and everybody leaning back. I just, I think people didn't. I just think people don't know. Okay. No, because, I mean, you don't want to swallow all that blood. You know? 
I mean, that's the I mean, thing. Yeah, like, I understand you're not, why you're now. Not leaning, just... You're not leaning forward because that's going to stop the bleeding faster. The pressure is what's going to stop the bleeding. Hopefully, that's the plan. Um, it's the the blood that is going to flow until the you know until the pressure works. You don't want to swallow it because it'll make you it makes you feel sick. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not know, good for you either. Like, right? Swallowed blood. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna kill you. Like it's not gonna hurt you to swallow. But it just makes you. You're gonna get really sick to your stomach probably. So you heard it here first. Lean forward or lean your head back. It does not make that much. No, difference. just don't swallow that blood. You're gonna get sick. Just lean forward. Um, if you are on like a blood thinner that would make you bleed more easily or mm-hmm. for longer, um, or if the nosebleed doesn't stop, uh, go see a doctor um, because it is important when you are bleeding that it stops at some point. Remember that. Uh, we have these great little rhino rockets, which What's are that? they're sort of like tampons that you stick up your nose. Okay. Um, and we have other more sophisticated, like nasal tampon-like devices. There are balloons that are inflated. You can use things that are sort of like the catheters we use for bladders, that have like little balloons on them, similar to that that you can stick up in your nose and inflate, and that'll p- apply pressure. It's just different ways of applying local pressure. Um, there are a lot of different ones that are you know fancier. Um, if all else fails, we can do stuff like cauterize, like like burn some Ugh. things in the inside of your nose to stop it, or we can even do procedures where we embolize, which means like we clot off, like intentionally put a little embolus, like a little clot inside a blood vessel to make it stop bleeding. Um, that's that's not usually the first stop. That's like a last resort. But we can do that kind of thing because um, we, I mean, we hospitalize people for nosebleeds. You mentioned nasal tampon. Couldn't you use? Could you use like a regular tampon? Uh, you could. Um, I, I would not advise if it is to the point that you're thinking about sticking a tampon up your nose. I would go see. I would go seek help. Um, because one, that's not like that's not a good thing to have to do for a longer period of time. You know how we talk about like toxic shock syndrome and things from like leaving tampons in too long? Sure. You can, like there are similar things if you leave something up your nose too long. Okay. Like you just in general don't want to stick things into orifices and leave them blocked off for a long period of time. So if you're bleeding enough that you're like, I'm going to stick this tampon up my nose, just like come see me. Yeah. yeah, Let me help. Let me help you out. Uh, Exciting news. This is an exciting news break. From Justin McElroy and Sydney McElroy. So you remember the Sawbones podcast episodes featuring Sydney and her sister Riley. Also known as probably like your favorite your episodes. Favorite episodes. Well, those two cats have finally done it. They're making a, a um, podcast of their very own. Sydney, 30 seconds. Tell us about it. Give us the elevator pitch. So our podcast is called Still Buffering. It's a sister's guide to teens through the ages. Um, and it is basically Riley and I sharing information about uh, our experiences as teenagers then and now. And hopefully I give her a little sage advice, uh, wi- hard-earned wisdom through the mm-hmm. years that, that she can benefit from. And in exchange, she tells me what's, you know, cool today. These are, uh, 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 we got another show in the McElroy line called Schmanners, hosted by my brother Travis and his wife Teresa, who's kind of a, uh, etiquette expert, I think you could call her that, and uh, it is a show about etiquette. Both of those are launching next week. Still Buffering is going to be on Tuesday. Manners will also have an episode Tuesday, but typically it'll be Friday. But Still Buffering will be every Tuesday, uh, and that is on the Maximum Fun uh, Network. You can find it right now. They've got a little like, a little teaser up. You can get that at uh, at iTunes. Just search for Still Buffering, and if you like what you hear after. The Tuesday episode, a rating or review would be awesome. 
And if you like the art for Still Buffering, my other sister Taylor did that. So it's a, there you go. It's a family affair here. Uh, so make sure you get Still Buffering and Schmanners. Uh, you can go subscribe to both of them right now, so don't wait. And uh, thanks to MaximumFun.org for, for being so kind to us and letting us hang out in their in their uh, palatial podcasting universe universe if you will uh, and uh, thanks to taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines is the intro and outro of our program and I think that's going to do it for us folks uh, my name is Justin McElroy I'm Sydney McElroy and as always don't drill a hole in your head MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.